0: Arms out like wings. Rolls-Royce. After the demonstration... Annabelle and I were taken to Harrods for tea by Miss Marsh and Mr Alexander. Miss Marsh seemed very happy with our performances. Nichols, your extensions were perfect today. I'm so pleased that I selected you for the Adage Enchaimant. You were very graceful. Congratulations. And you, Banks? Really? Banks? Surely you know her name by now. It's Annabelle Bank, not Banks. It always amazed me that in all our time at the school, Miss Marsh never got her name right. And you, Banks! Your Allegro was neat and bouncy. Well done, both of you! The silver Rolls-Royce glided from Battersea to Knightsbridge. The smell of leather. The muffled conversation of Mr Alexander and Miss Marsh in the front. The butterflies in my stomach. All I really wanted to do was go to sleep. I always want to go to sleep when I'm afraid and I was more afraid of the tea than I had been for the demonstration. Miss Marsh had said that the manager of the tea room knew we were coming and that all eyes would be on us. All eyes on me on the stage was one thing but in a restaurant was quite another. The grandeur of Harrods was more than I could have imagined. We took the lift to the top floor but I saw the Egyptian staircase from the corner of my eye and thought I was surely in a palace. Tea was tiny sandwiches, scones, jam and clotted cream to the tinkling of piano music. So far, so good. I started to relax a little. We were always hungry, so when the biggest slice of chocolate cake I had ever seen was placed in front of Annabelle and myself, we both looked at each other in sheer bliss. Bliss at the fact that we were surely going to feel very full after this cake. And bliss at the thought of going back to school and telling the others all about it. The cake would be the star attraction of this day in the telling. Or so we thought. I didn't even notice the tiny fork. I'd never seen a cake fork before. All my concentration was on the cake. I didn't even notice how Annabelle was eating it. I ploughed straight in. My fingers sunk into it like quicksand, so I quickly raised it to my mouth and savoured the delicious, gooey, chocolatiness of it like nothing I had ever eaten before. My eyes closed. I may even have let out a little moan. Nichols? Nichols! Nichols! The taste made me feel like I was dreaming. I was used to Miss Marsh yelling my name, so even the incessant... Nichols! was no reason to wake up. But I did open my eyes a little, maybe because Miss Marsh was by now hissing my name, not yelling it. Or maybe to see if the cake was still as beautiful as I remembered. And there before me were Miss Marsh's eyes bulging with fury and disbelief. Her silk turban was minutely shaking, Her long red fingernails were unconsciously tapping the starched white tablecloth and making her myriad gold bracelets clunk together. I knew instantly that I must have done something wrong and carefully placed the cake back on the delicate china plate. I hadn't noticed before how pretty those birds and flowers painted on the plate were. Mmm, lovely. Pretty. Concentrate, Glenda. Something's wrong. My fingers are all messy. Hmm, lick them clean, one at a time, like a lady. Don't rush. Lick them slowly. Oh yes, and my mouth feels, well, creamy. Lick my lips all the way round, just like in elocution lessons. Miss Marsh will like that. Is there a tiny bit on my nose too? My tongue surely won't reach that far. I'll try anyway. Why is Annabel making that strange spluttering noise? I think I may have eaten the cake wrongly. I looked at Annabel for some reassurance. Nichols, please go to the lavatory and clean yourself up. Yes, Miss Marsh. I pushed the chair back and bobbed a curtsy. Please may I be excused? You may. And take banks with you.